You're good. I don't see it. You're good. Just get, you're good. I gotta oh, fix it. Hey, good morning. <laughs> I'm here. We're having a little screen issue here. I didn't know that what I can't see what's going on, but we'll be able to see this. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Tuesday morning office hours here to answer your questions. Uh, talk about anything that you might like to talk about with regard to health and wellness and how it might involve PEMF therapy, MagnaWave uh, processes, devices, uh, training, certification, whatever your questions uh, may be. I'm here certainly to answer your questions. If you'd like for, to talk with me, if you have something you want to discuss, just sim simply send me a text. Text your name to 502-599-9722. 502-599-9722. Send me a text and I'd be happy to uh, call you back and have a discussion about whatever you might like to talk about. A lot of things going on There's uh, that you may or may not know about. There's some uh, stuff happening in New York with the racetracks that we're dealing with uh, currently on a daily basis to try to make sure that everything is uh, copacetic in New York for as, as far as practitioners or folks using the devices uh, on the racetrack. Uh, so if you have questions about that, simply uh, post your questions in the chat box here on Facebook and we'd be happy to uh, take a look at them and answer those questions. Or, as I said, you can uh, text me to 502-599-9722 and I'll call you back and we can discuss uh, whatever it is that you would uh, like to talk about. A couple of things to uh, kind of go over here. Uh, certainly, uh, coming soon is MagnaCon. We're about six weeks out from MagnaCon at this point. It's going to be a great experience for those of you wanting continuing education or a great experience if you just like to learn more about MagnaWave and our devices and our family and so on and so forth, uh, please uh, make arrangements to come to MagnaCon because we're going to have a great, uh, a lot of fun. We go to Churchill Downs, we have an evening of entertainment, uh, and a lot of uh, educational aspects uh, are had uh, during that time. Something exciting this year, this week in New York, the Tribeca Film Festival is going on and uh, Dr. Marty Goldstein, our uh, esteemed uh, veterinarian who works with the stars, as I call it, uh, has a new movie out uh, produced by Cindy Neal and uh, her company uh, that's called The Dog Doc, and it's incredible. Uh, if I had the trailer, we could play it for you, but what's special is this year at MagnaCon, uh, on Wednesday night, we're going to have a showing of the movie The Dog Doc. Um, featuring Dr. Marty Goldstein and his integrative medicine practices and he, certainly he'll be at the, uh, at the event to answer questions and to talk further about how he uses integrative methods and he uses MagnaWave PEMF in his practice and it's shown in the movie what he does and how he utilizes uh, this therapy along with many other things. But at any rate, uh, we're going to do that Wednesday night. We'll have a uh, private showing, basically, that'll be free uh, to the to the folks who want to attend. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. So if you are, live in the area and you want to come in and learn about uh, MagnaWave and PMF, come join us on Wednesday and uh, come to the viewing of the movie. Uh, it, there's going to be some limited seating. I mean, it, it we, we're not, we just can't seat hundreds. But uh, if you want to come, you might want Want to? Um, what's the process? If somebody's coming to the event, they they can come to MagnaCon. They can register and come to MagnaCon, or they'll be able to at some point to register for tickets. That we are have one, one day tickets coming up uh, later this week. Later or, this week or early next week. Uh, Twenty five dollars for Wednesday only. Okay, so if someone wants to come to MagnaCon, twenty five bucks Wednesday only. View the exhibits, talk to people, experience the uh, the therapy, and see what's going on, and then they can hang around if they'd like to for the. Uh, 
um, showing of the dog dock on Wednesday evening. Uh, so that's, we'll explain all of that as we get closer uh, to the event in more detail. Okay, uh, let's see, what else? There are some questions that I do want to uh, get to here, but I also want to kind of talk about, uh, we're very involved. This is Derby Week. Uh, for those of you who may be watching this at a later time, this is Derby Week that we're in, and Magnaway is very happy to be working uh, with Mike Trombetta, uh, the trainer of Win, 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 and uh, we're sponsoring that horse and the jockey, uh, Julian uh, Pimental and we're looking forward to that. It'll be Julian's first derby. Mike has certainly been involved in the derby uh, in the past and a very well-respected trainer and win-win-win as of today is doing very well uh, in its early workups and warm-ups getting ready for the derby. Uh, so we're looking for some exciting times with that. So if you are watching the derby this coming uh, weekend, keep an eye out as they're introducing the uh, horses for the race. You'll see the MagnaWave logo displayed well on uh, Julian's uh, silks and and, uh, and jockey wear. So at any rate, we're excited about that. We're looking forward to it and uh, we hope you have a great derby weekend yourself as it as it approaches. <clears throat> so uh, a couple of questions that have been asked. Let me see if anyone has texted. It. Oh, I do have a text here. Let me see what we've got. We'll call and, and uh, get the question. Here we go. All right. Let's take a look here. If it rings. No ringing. Oh, here we go. Took a second for it to connect, but we're, we're good. We're coming in. see it on the message screen. Maybe it was some other, uh, maybe it was a regular call that came in. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Well, that's not, uh, obviously that's not uh, not correct. So if you'd like to talk, send me a text and we'll, uh, we'll visit. Um, at any rate, a couple of questions that we have had that I would like to approach is uh, someone asked uh, the other day about anxiety. What is the best way to approach anxiety, uh, certainly in person, or approach anxiety? Uh, what is the best way to best place, best way to treat? What attachment is the best uh, from that perspective? Okay, certainly uh, the device uh, provides, as we've learned over the years, a very comforting uh, feeling uh, after treatments. It's very relaxing. It produces a sense of well-being. And so if you were to treat someone's shoulders, for example, and uh, it's used in, in, as a matter of fact, we're used in many pain clinics for those who uh, have had drug problems or that type of thing or just a lot of pain that they can use this device to help relieve their pain and to produce a sense of well-being in, in the folks that are being that are being treated. So in that regard, what I'd recommend for anxiety, I'd certainly use perhaps the uh, large loop and I'd put it over the head, rest it on the shoulders where it could be sitting right here on the lungs so you're, you're helping to treat the neck, the back, the head because it's going this way. If the loop is right here, you're treating up and down 
on the body. So you're treating the head, you're treating the shoulders, you're treating the lungs, so we're getting good oxygenation, good blood flow, good uh, movement to the uh, head and neck as far as headaches and that type of thing. But that type of procedure will tend to produce a sense of well-being. When we have worked with people who have been depressed and we just want to help them be more comfortable, we treat in that fashion or in some cases we'll take the butterfly and, and open it and place it right over the head and allow it to gently uh, be treating the brain area or the head area when we use that for depression we've used that for stroke uh, per people that have suffered from a stroke and they want some comfort and they want to try to feel better and maybe get rid of some of the inflammation certainly with their doctors okay and understanding what's going on anytime you use a uh, uh, p a modality like this as, as an aid to what's going on, that's how we would approach it. So the, the large loop is good. Butterfly at the head. There are there have been times we had a gentleman we were treating uh, for a post-stroke. He had aphasia, which was a speech disability. He couldn't make sentences, so we would treat the area of injury, which was back here, and then we'd treat the area for cognition and speaking and voice, which is over here, and we'd use the paddle and treat both areas on a very low setting that uh, really was very successful. We were able, we felt that his uh, speech and cognition improved some 30 or 40 percent. When he came, he had to point to words. Later, uh, after many, after treatments, uh, he, we, he was with us for a couple of years. He would come as necessary to treat and, and to help himself along. Uh, but as, as he progressed, he was able to make complete sentences or he was able to say the word that he wants to talk about. I was a musician in a previous life. He promoted concerts, so he, was, he would always talk about Jimmy Buffett. In the beginning, he'd point to the name Jimmy Buffett, and then we'd talk about it. Later, he would come in and say, Jimmy Buffett, and we'd start conversing uh, about Jimmy Buffett. So that's how we approached his situation. We did it over the neck. We'd also use the butterfly. We also used the paddle. We basically changed it up quite a bit. So it's known very well and it's understood that the device is beneficial for helping with um, the sense of well-being and, and oftentimes depression. There are they are saying now that, uh, as a matter of fact, that that uh, a lot of depression and a lot of these issues come from inflammation in the brain. And as we know, this type of modality is very beneficial to help the body deal with inflammation, reduce inflammation, uh, which can help relieve help the body relieve its pain. So that's the approach for anxiety. If you have a different uh, uh, question about that, simply post it in the chat box. They'll put it on the screen. We can uh, discuss it or send me a text and we will. Uh, I will call you back and we can discuss it. If you'd like to send a text, it's 502-599-9722. Text me your name uh, and I will simply uh, call you back. Okay, the ex other question that was uh, recently received was someone was asking about rods in the back. And certainly we've discussed this many times, but if someone has an implant, a metal implant, whether it's a plate, screws, rods, in many cases staples, uh, as a rule, there's not an issue. Uh, they're large enough that they don't that they don't present a problem. Certainly when we're talking about implanted device like defibrillators and, and uh, those, those types of things, uh, pacemakers, we want to certainly uh, be careful and understand what's going on and, and how it's being utilized. Or an electronic device implanted perhaps in the back or the, somewhere in the hip that you control to help pain. We don't, if the battery's implanted, we want to kind of stay away because we don't want to potentially aid in the running 
winding down of the battery. If the battery, if the device can be charged easily, and many people have that, where they recharge their device uh, that's implanted in their body, and, and that works out very well, that eliminates some of the, the uh, questions about using the device. Always said, you always want, if you have an implanted device, electronic device, you want to certainly talk to your physician or your doctor before you, you do anything so everybody understands uh, what is going on. But as far as rods and screws and things like that in the body, typically it has not been an issue. But we typically check. We put the machine on, run it for three or four minutes, make sure they're comfortable, they're not feeling anything, and, and they're comfortable and ready to go. So that's a way typically uh, to approach the situation is to uh, approach it in that, in that manner. Another question that was asked last week, what about people who are extremely sensitive to the device or potentially uh, find it uncomfortable? What I've noticed over the years is folks with a little age, somebody who's uh, maybe in their late 70s or early 80s or whatever their age may be, the, the sensation is new to them and there certainly is a feeling to it and some people uh, have a difficult time understanding or becoming comfortable with, with what's going on. And so there are times that that is the case. Now, as I, again, as I've talked about and said in the past, maybe one out of a hundred people uh, is just sensitive to electromagnetic energy. They, they're sensitive to the other energy from their TV or their microwave or if they're high voltage lines near their home. They just are sensitive to those types of things. Those same type of people can be extremely sensitive to our kind of device and they find it uncomfortable. As I've said, maybe one in a hundred. Uh, the only other time that someone could be an issue, if someone, uh, you know, it's a good thing to detox ourselves or to make sure that our toxin levels are, are in control, and a lot of people are doing that today. They will uh, run detox programs to keep their toxification at a manageable level to where they, they are good. If someone is very toxic, if you will, maybe they've been sick or maybe they just are in an environment that there are a lot of toxins in their body and you, and you get them around the machine, sometimes a very toxic person person can be uncomfortable as well because it starts to release the toxins and they don't feel good and they don't you know they don't understand how that's are that not that they don't understand but they don't like what they feel at that part of the type of thing but typically uh, that's what it is and what I would do if I had someone that was older or someone that was uh, very sensitive to the device I would run it very 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 low uh, maybe even to where they couldn't hear it at all uh, but you know it's there you can hear the very fast clicking. That's a way to start and to make people uh, more comfortable uh, with what they're receiving and as they uh, have, have the treatments uh, delivered to themselves. Okay, let me see. Is there any, any questions uh, been asked that need to uh, come up? Okay. Pretty easy. Will we be able to get all information that will be discussed at MagnaCon if we're not able to attend? Yes, Suzanne, very good question. Uh, MagnaCon will be recorded in its entirety and then it will be edited into uh, formatable uh, sections. So you will be able to uh, have all the recordings from MagnaCon, watch the sessions that apply to you or sessions that you'd like to watch and learn from. You'll be able to do that also if you need continuing education time. At that point you can go through the process of uh, watching the MagnaCon educational videos and then use that to uh, move on for your certification uh, training <coughs> that we provide here at MagnaWave or however you may, may want to use it. We are we are certainly working at some point to have CE credits that are available for other 
other folks, uh, maybe the massage or whatever they may be doing, we're, we're kind of moving down that road. Now, with that said, uh, there is a new organization. We've talked about it uh, for the last year or so that it was kind of in the planning stages and they were moving along and that, that group is called the Association of PEMF Professionals, the AOPP. So if you go to the website, PEMFprofessionals.com, that's PEMFprofessionals.com, you'll go to the, that will take you to the AOPP site. And you can see what the AOPP is about. You can join the AOPP and have your business put on the, on the map. And certainly the people watching this are some may be MagnaWave people and you can do that or you may be from other companies or use other equipment and you're watching this uh, to just participate and potentially uh, get your questions asked or learn something uh, more as you uh, develop your, your particular machine or practice that, that you're using. So the AOPP, Association of PMF Professionals, is open to anyone that is a PMF professional. The purpose of it is to come together so the, the industry as a whole has got a place where people can, can go and be on a map and see what's going on and find some education and, and learn more. It's also uh, an organization that will lobby for the industry. Uh, for, for example, currently there is this situation that people are discussing in New York with regard to practitioners using the devices. Can they go on the racetrack? Who's going to license them? Does it come from the Racing Commission or the Gaming Commission? And how is that working? We had this a few years ago in New York and it was resolved. Now it's kind of come back again that they are uh, wanting they want no more information about the device and how it works and they want more information about training and so on and so we're working uh, the AOPP actually is working uh, down that road to assist uh, the folks in New York so they may have a better understanding of PEMF and how it relates uh, to the health and wellness of people horses and, and small animals so that's uh, go check that out uh, if you are a PMF professional and uh, see what you can do about joining the AOPP it's really cool from the standpoint that it, it does have we have a map on the MagnaWave site but this is also a place where people can be on a map and, and uh, when someone's searching education just a second way for you to uh, help build your business and, and have things going on MagnaWave is certainly uh, participating in the AOPP PP as a as a sponsor or a, a partner, if you will, to help uh, move the organization along. Other people are are involved. Uh, Michael Davis from PEMF Systems, Dr. Bob Dennis. Uh, is participating, uh, Mar Dr. Marty Goldstein. So there's people, professionals. Uh, Wayne Croucher from the Centurion Systems in Canada is a is a supporting member of the of the organization. So we want to bring these folks together and better have an under have a better understanding of the equipment, the power of equipment. Uh, they're going to have testing of various machines. So they the AOPP is an independent third party. Uh, organization can establish classes that machines fit in so people can go and say oh this is it and, and it's not just XYZ company telling me this this third-party company is testing and understanding the strengths of machines so all of that is going to be available for the, the, the learning uh, body of people uh, to learn more about PMF and again so if you'd like to check out the AOPP and join the organization uh, please do uh, because I, I think it's going to be great for the industry to have an organization like this that can work for all of us as uh, PMF professionals and give people a place to go and learn more. Any questions, simply put them in the chat box or send me a text, 502-599-9722. Of course, if you call me uh, and we talk, we'll get you some uh, MagnaWave gear 
and uh, for you to wear and display, uh, which you'll be seeing around if you watch some of the news reports from Churchill Downs. Uh, we've got things going on there, and you'll see the jock in our, in our equipment, and uh, we're excited about that. So, any other questions that have popped up? Yep, one. Okay. Carmen's got a question. Uh, what if an electric implant is no longer active? Parkinson's client has brain stimulator that stopped working six years ago. They don't remove it, risk of infection. It will never run again. Is it still safe to treat? I would say that there's no issue uh, if the implant is not working. Uh, you're not going to damage anything, certainly. And, and, and some of those types of implants, they needed to be programmed, where they would program them with a computer, and then you could, that could be an issue. But again, if it's not running, uh, it should not be an issue to use. There are some new stimulators uh, that are used, uh, made by Medtronic and some of these uh, various companies that they say are MRI safe meaning the person can have an MRI examination while the implant is in place. If it's in MRI safe, typically it, our device would not be dangerous to it. However, that all needs to be cleared through the doctors that you're working with, what's going on, so they certainly uh, understand. If it's, if it's in their uh, neck and brain and head area and you're treating low back, uh, that's something clear with the doc that should not uh, be an issue as as to what's going on if you're doing knees, ankles, hips, uh, that type of thing. And, and uh, some of the new pacemakers uh, that are out are called, I believe they're called dual pole or something like that, that doctors have said and cleared patients to be, or clients to be treated about a foot away. Well, if the, if the pacemaker is here, certainly you're not going to do the shoulders or the upper back, but you could do the low back, the hips, legs, knees, feet. If someone's got uh, um, neuropathy issues or whatever it may be so some of the new devices are made in such a fashion that they are termed as MRI safe and can be used in those types of environments which means equipment like ours uh, is typically okay as well but always check with the doc to make sure that that everything is uh, good and in place uh, any other questions that have uh, come up everything's quiet at this point all we right one, if you, we have one more one more let's see what oh here we go shannon good morning I have a client that had back surgery a year and a half ago had a uh a discectomy disco the same disc has ruptured again can i help him uh yes uh there are um protocols that you might want to follow. There are some guidelines. Uh, Dr. Jerry Dreesen just posted in the Certified Practitioner page uh, the other day a very good video with a demonstration uh, with regard to ruptured discs and those types of things and the power that should be applied with the device to treat those areas. And so certainly uh, you could approach that. Again, I, I don't know why I'm saying it so much today, but you want to make sure that the doctor is clear and the doctor is in place. And you follow guidelines that are, that are uh, uh, certainly uh, safe and secure that you might use to treat those uh, types of situations. Ruptured discs are an area that more is not necessarily better. Uh, treating and providing the, the magnetic fields to the area for inflammation reduction and comfort uh, situations uh, is certainly uh, something that our type of modality could address. Uh, but again, you need to uh, follow through and make sure that everything is, your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. Uh, great question. Uh, thank you very much for asking. If you have any other questions, uh, please feel free to post them in the chat box so the guys will put it on the screen. We have another one? Yeah, we got more. All right, got more. All right. 
Any recommendations for treating one with PSM, PSSM2? He never had an episode of tying up, I believe, due to me magnawaving him all the time. He is chronically lame. Well, <clears throat> the, ch the challenge is you, you just you got to treat. I mean, there are some animals and some people, if we're talking about this, that require continual uh, treatment to some degree. We always say treat as long as function improves, then treat as much as necessary to maintain the function that you've achieved uh, if you don't get total reversal in, in some types of situations. My wife is a perfect example with herniated discs. Uh, she can treat herself two or three times and get three or four weeks worth of relief, then it starts to creep back in. You know, she picks up the grandkids, goes to work in the backyard, does so on and so forth, then it begins to uh, reactivate and come back. So so she has to treat again. She's had to do this for the last, gosh, we've been doing this a long time, about 17 years. And, and she was the one that got us into um, this therapy uh, in general because the high voltage PEMF uh, really was beneficial to her pain relief and to her health. In fact, she goes to the doctor today, they do an x-ray and they look at her and say, my gosh, we got to do something about your back. And she says, my back's fine. I don't have any pain. And they say, why? And I say, because I treat myself. And so, you know, but that's the situation that, it, that is, exists with her, but in, uh, in many situations. If you just make sure that, that you're doing it properly and ask the questions, we'd be happy to answer them for you and give you the direction and the guidelines that you might be looking for in order to uh, get the comfort and the results uh, that you're comfortable with. Another question, um, again, that has been asked, uh, why do you not discuss Gauss on the website? <clears throat> well, the reason we don't is because we, we have a device that can accurately measure the Gauss of the machines. We had one made, and uh, we use it a lot in our, in our processes to understand what we're doing and where we're going. The challenge is, and we hope that the AOPP will be able to lend some credibility to this, is that there's all kinds of claims as to the strength of machines and how much Gauss they produce and how many Tesla they produce and all these types of things, and it just gets to be um, just confusing. And so uh, instead of putting the real numbers up and then people are saying, see, those numbers are different than mine and I've got this and I've got that, we just choose until the, and we subscribe to this through the AOPP, we will submit our devices to the AOPP and let them test and uh, determine where they are. We know where they are, but let them determine so then we can understand that we have a, a device that's at this power level and I think the AOPP is going to reach out to other manufacturers, other distributors, and have their devices tested so there is a good range of understanding so somebody can go, I mean we get the question all the time, yours is this, somebody says theirs is that, how do you know? Well, the challenge is, you, you, you know, you, you go ask some companies, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but they'll say how strong their stuff is, but then they don't have any way, or they say, well, that's proprietary, and we don't have any way of actually measuring that to know what's, what's accurate. And, I, and that, that's unfortunate, but that's all there was. For, for years, and uh, we went out with uh, with our manufacturer and had these devices uh, made, manufactured. We calibrate them and test them a couple of times a year to make sure that they're accurate in, in what they're saying. And uh, certainly, when this as this progresses with the AOPP, we will be more than happy to put the correct Gauss numbers and what the Gauss numbers delivered by various machines are on the website. And I think the AOPP will do the same. I understand they're going to have a machine classification, so they'll be able to say. 
class one, class two, class three. These are the machines that fit class one at this strength level. These machines fit this class at that strength level as people uh, choose to do this. So it'll be a great place for people to go get education and really understand what, what's going on. Back in the day, back in the late 80s, uh, when some of these high-power devices were being first built in the United States, uh, the way that the Gauss was determined was mathematical. If you have this size capacitor, this size diodes, these types of resistors, this much power, this type of transformer, if you, all this is there, you're going to produce 2,000 Gauss uh, or um, 20,000 Gauss two Tesla, whatever that may be. Well, but when you put a different attachment on it, that changes. So the device may be able to deliver this kind of power, but the attachments are where what is delivered, the strength of what is delivered. And so all of a sudden, you've got things that are all over the board, and so I can say that this machine delivers 8,000 uh, Gauss or, or 10,000 or 20,000 Gauss, but when you put the attachments on it, it changes. And so we want to, uh, that, that's just a confusing thing. So. Today, though, there is the possibility to measure things and understand what they actually are, and that's certainly what we like to see happen uh, as, far as a form of transparency, and the AOPP, as we understand it, is going to do the same and, and provide those types of inf that type of information and numbers. Any questions? Uh, please post them in the chat box, and I'd be, oh, here we go. Jason, how are you, buddy? Not sure it's been discussed, but will there ever be some kind of handheld remote turn up, turn down, shut off the max? Often I work on a horse where the machine is outside the stall, and we are in the stall. Understand. And um, Jason, that's been talked about many times. It's been a little bit of a problem on some of the devices because of the way they're controlled. Uh, it would have to be a, a mechanical uh, control to turn it up and down. Certainly with the digital aspects that are available today, uh, I, I believe that it could be at least an on and off situation could certainly be created very easily to where the machine would probably turn off and turn on to be a digital signal uh, that could be could be transferred. To turn up and turn down uh, the analog devices uh, it is a little is a different situation. Been discussed, been looked at, been worked on, and so I can say it's something that, that is ongoing. Do we have it? No. Great question though, Jason. I know from experience over the years that I've been in the stalls or been out working or been wherever, you want to turn it up or turn it down even if for a person. You're across the room and you got to move over to the machine and, and do that and you know it's just, it, it'd be great. Uh, and, and I think uh, sooner or later it's going to be here, but it's not here today. Great question, Jason. Uh, thank you very much for asking. Any other questions? Um, put it up, and all right, here we go. I like to use my iPhone as a timer when doing my rehabs. I haven't noticed a problem thus far, but I know it was recommended keeping all devices away from the machine and coils. Thoughts? Well, <clears throat> certainly, um, I, I, I can tell you from experience over the years when I was actively treating in the field, uh, treating horses and, and small animals and so forth, I invariably always had my phone in my back pocket and never really had a problem. Um, so it's certainly a recommendation and as you know a lot of times they'll say, they'll, you know, they make res recommendations. Uh, don't be within 15 foot of this. For Seven years we traveled the country in an RV uh, building our business and promoting our business and I had a 
uh, computer at my steering wheel uh, of the coach when we weren't moving and we had another my wife had a computer that she used at the kitchen table or the the desk that we had uh, in that particular coach and a, and a machine in the middle of the coach within five feet of either one of those uh, devices and we never had a problem with with the devices however uh, the manufacturer recommends keep things 10, 15 feet away. That's just that's a, that's a precaution. We don't want anybody to have a problem. There have been one time we had a gentleman that was doing some work for us, and he had a sore hand, and he had his phone in his pocket. And he put the paddle on his on his thigh, uh, put his hand on top of the paddle, turned the machine on, and the phone was directly underneath the paddle. That phone went away. Uh, as he turned turned the machine up, it fried the phone. So certainly proximity plays a lot into that type of situation. But uh, I've had people. I was in Canada treating a uh, a hunter jumper jockey, and he we were there treating his uh, groin and hip problems. And I walked into the room, and he's got this coil on his hip, and he's standing right there doing his phone, doing texts, and and. It, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking, oh, what's going to happen? But nothing happened, and he was fine. He did all the texting uh, that he wanted to do. So, it's your choice. What you do personally is your thing. As far as your clients are concerned, you certainly want to err on the side. We always have the clients place their phone on the table, place their keys on the table. Uh, to that end, I do want to say that, that these devices, uh, particular car uh, keys that have the chip embedded in the key, uh, have been a problem. We, we, we drove a Chrysler for a period of time and we fried the t Chrysler key that would be in the front pocket treating the, a horse or an animal and, it, and it's close to the key. It would do those keys. BMW had some issues with BMW keys. So I think any key that has a chip implanted you'd want to be careful. Uh, never had any problems with our General Motors keys that have chips. Uh, but you know you want to be uh, cautious. To that end, we're talking about chips, so the next question is, if my dog is chipped, or my horse is chipped, or I'm chipped, you know, anyway, my, my dog or my horse <laughs> is chipped, uh, is there a problem? No. We've never had a problem to where there's a chip in a, in a dog or a horse. Now, it's a little different. It's not an electronic process to, that helps turn your car on. It's more of a, of a record that's on a, on a that's stored on that particular chip that when they use their scanner they pick up the chip to, to find out the name of the dog, what the background of the dog, who owns the dog, all, or, the do or the horse, whatever, those types of uh, situation. It's an informational chip, not a electronic activation chip like a car key. So we've never had any problems with animals that are chipped having those chips uh, deactivated uh, via treatment uh, with a MagnaWave PEMF device. Um, so there we go as far as, uh, as far as those types of questions. Any other questions, uh, just simply uh, put them in the chat box. Here we go. Uh, my first office hours. Well, welcome, Lisa. Thank you for being with us. How many folks we got today, by any way? Any, 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 any. Uh, about 30. 30. Oh, 20 more. Give away a machine. Uh, been saying that for a long time. It's never happened yet, so I'm pretty safe. But <laughs> I'd rather, I'd love to have 100, 200 people uh, visiting us on any Tuesday morning. My first office hours question, I have a semi-5 and I have my butterfly attachment on high intensity. What gauss am I setting? Semi-5 with the new gauss meters can produce 
I'm I ought to have my stuff right here in front of me. Uh, I'm going to say with the paddle, you're probably looking at uh, 3,000, 3,500 gauss being delivered with the butterfly. You'll be a little less than that. You'll probably be down into the uh, uh, 1,500, 2,000 gauss uh, area, depending if it's open, closed, how it's applied. If it's closed and being stacked, you're getting more gauss delivered uh, at that point. So each attachment uh, moves in that fashion. As an example, uh, if you're using the Semi-5 and, and if you're in the horse world and you're doing uh, FEI types of horses and you're using the large wave wings, if you put those wave wings on a horse, you probably will not get over three as far as your setting on the Semi-5 or even some of the other devices because it's stimulating such a large area of tissue. And so you get a great penetration, you get a great uh, massaging effect or a great uh, soothing effect to the body, but you're also delivering probably the lowest gauss uh, available because of the size of those particular coils uh, with the wave wings. But the result that they produce as far as comfort, as far as inflammation reduction, it's not the gauss at that point, it's the area that you're putting in and the penetrates and the penetration that you're, that you're receiving. So that's kind of a uh, basis on where you are with the, and I need to check my numbers here and make sure that I gave the right numbers, but I'm pretty sure that we're in the, uh, in the box there off the top of my head with the gals. Any other questions uh, pop up at this point? Here we go. Uh, Suzanne, thank you. Uh, is it normal to get a hesitant clicks between pulses under 400 hours? I have the max. <clears throat> what happens is there's a couple things that, that go on here. Uh, number one, the Max and the Pulse Pro devices are at what we call analog. They have an actual uh, electrode that a spark jumps between. As those electrodes wear, uh, they and are as the the atmosphere that you're in changes, the humidity, a lot of different things change. So when that lightning, if you will, comes off of those electrodes, it can hit the electrode that it's firing to differently. Uh, then there is resistance from the body as it goes into the body. These coils produce resistance that, that have an effect on the signal. So if there is moisture content changing from muscle and so forth, that reverberation back into the coil, if you will, it's all energy, we're moving energy back and forth, can have a result to get irregular uh, clicking uh, from time to time on those devices. I've even experienced it because of muscle content, muscle moisture, those types of things with the digital devices, devices that are very well regulated with regard to how often they fire and how normal or standard those clicks are. So to answer your question, um, you can get an irregular signal from time to time with the or in, in, in many cases it, it's relatively regular. You just need to understand how it's going, but it's because of the uh, the environment you're in, the um, condition of the of the electrodes, the resistance from the body. So there's just a lot of different things to to deal with when you're doing with that. If it gets to the point that it is just you cannot figure out what it's doing at all, give us a call. Let's listen to it. Record it on your phone. Send it to us. We can listen to it and tell you if there's something irregular about it. There, a lot of things can happen. There can be a, a diode that's got a crack that's interfering with how the power is getting to things, which causes a little irregularity in how the power is delivered which means there's going to be an irregularity in how the spark is delivered. So those kind of things can play into it as well. 
Um, good question. If you'd like for us to listen to it, as I said, simply record it. Uh, call the office, talk to Lee, send us an email of the recording, uh, whether it's a video or just a sound recording, we'll listen to it. Uh, and, and if you're going to record it, do it at various levels so we can hear it uh, at, at various levels that, that you are so we can understand what it is. And if you're getting it only when you're treating, then send us a recording of, of that so we can see that as well to, to make the judgment. With an analog system, it's difficult to perfectly make that thing go every time without doing a couple other things because of the reasons that, that I outlined. Great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, anything else that uh, we got? Lisa's got a follow-up. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. And what frequencies does the SEMI-5 give? I was told that there are several undetectable frequencies being given as well. Which frequencies are being given? Okay. The frequency is the rate of clicking, if you will, or the rate that the machine is delivering, so how often it is firing. And you can hear that on the, on the low setting as, as, you, as you move up. What is this here? We got a, uh, this, well, I do have a message, and now something's ringing. I'm not going to answer that because um, I don't know who it is. But I do have a, one to call back. Now, back to frequencies. So the frequency is the speed of delivery. The hertz, the machines operate between 2 and 50 hertz. But what you're, and, and that, so there is a little similarity here. If it's clicking at 5 beats per second, that is 5 hertz. If it's beating uh, twice a second, that is 2 hertz. So you can go from medium to, from the higher setting down to the lower setting. If you could count the speed of the lower setting, you could determine the frequency and you could determine the hertz that's being delivered at that point in time. Now, on the SEMI-5, the SEMI-3, uh, soon to be even the Maya devices and the, the uh, Vesta Dual, in the background of those machines is a what we call a Schumann response or a Schumann frequency that is uh, a, a very low frequency that is, is very fast in the clicking. You really can't hear it at all. We have a little device that you can hold next to a coil and you can hear it go click but in the background you got click 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 being delivered. Now the purpose of that is Dr. Dennis in his study determined that a lot of in a lot of cases the Schumann frequency or those lower frequencies are also beneficial to the healing process and, and add a little extra oomph to the healing process. So we're using the higher frequencies to deliver inflammation reduction as they're going and and hopefully pain relief at that point, then this lower underlying uh, frequency that you don't hear with it, unless you have this apparatus is helping aid the healing process along from that. So you're actually getting two signals, whether you're, whichever one you're in. If you're on low, you're getting the low pulsing signal, the ringing signal as we call it, and then the the Schumann signal that's that's very low that you can't hear. You're always getting two of those signals delivered at the same time. We really feel that when we originally experienced the SIMI, the and we all and we had Maxis forever, and so all we had was this high-powered device that we could turn way down. But we just when we got the SIMI and it was just different, uh, we thought, uh, is this going to work? But when you used it and we got the same kind of results, a little longer treatment times, but we got the same type of results, uh, we feel that a lot of that was coming from the delivery of two signals 
uh, at one time. And uh, so that's the case all the way down to our uh, B2 machine, the brain and body device that's beneficial for sleep and relaxation, also energizing and thought processes. It's also a very good pain relieving machine. It does the same type of thing at a, at a lower at a lower power, 500 gauss is, the, is what that machine delivers. So uh, that's the frequency question. The frequency is the number of times that the machine is clicking uh, at a time and then the, the, the subliminal or the uh, background frequency goes all the time on the Semi-3, uh, the Semi-5, the Vesta Dual, and soon the, uh, the new Maya boards will have the same thing. Any other questions? Oh, we got one if you want to take it. Sure. Are we running out of time? Oh, we're all right. Yeah, we're all right. Uh, Shannon, good morning. Two questions. What exactly is inside the coils? Great question. And does the tubing in between the plug and the coil emit any magnetic wave? I have animals always want to lay on that part. Okay. In the tubing is copper wire, copper coil. And, and so it takes copper when you're creating a magnetic field, copper wire spun into a circle creates the magnetic field. It's kind of like an electronic, electric motor. And so there's copper, uh, rubber coated copper wire inside of the coils and it's spun so many times in each coil to produce the, the standard signal that we want to produce and the sta static standard output that we want to get from various, various coils. <clears throat> now with that said, the, the coil between the the length of coil between the coil and the device really is not producing a magnetic field because it's not circle it does it's not coiled into a circle if you coil it you you would be creating a magnetic field uh, as as it is done however at that point if you spin it you're only talking about two turns in that particular circle so you're not going to feel anything like you might feel with the uh, larger coils that are used or the the paddles and, and so forth but it, there is a, a, a electrical signal or a, a signal being passed through that to get to the round coil to create the magnetic field and many animals find that uh, neat they, they like to lay near the, those, those coils and, and, or those cords, if you will, those leads, and uh, feel that what, what's going on. They're much more sensitive than we are. We wouldn't probably feel that at all. But uh, a cat, cats in particular, cats love to be around these coils and these devices. It's very beneficial for cats for arthritis, uh, circulatory issues, whatever they may, may be deal, dealing with. As you know, Good blood oxygenation leading to good flow, blood flow, uh, good healthy blood can, is from my estimation, work miracles in the body, letting the body better take care of itself. So, uh, great question as to what's in the coil and uh, what about the leads. Anything else uh, available for a question? All right. Hi, Julie. Let's see. What do you feel is more being fish beneficial, going over the horse's body with a small loop or butterfly? in a brushing type of motion or lay the large loops over the body. It becomes a personal preference. Uh, I can tell you that when I was active in the field, traveling the country, treating horses, my go-to attachment became the butterfly. Uh, I just liked the, how I could handle it. I did use it in a brushing type of motion. I typically would follow the, 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 the way the hair was growing, the, the pattern, the, the grain, if you will, 
of the of the hair on the horse is how I feel it, how I do it. That that kind of shows where the how the blood flow is going in the horse. So we like to do it like that. My go-to device was the butterfly. I would often use the large loop and coil it down to where it was like a butterfly to get the intensity, but I could control it. I could easily open it up. We don't recommend that you do that because that can wear out your coil. However, that's what I did, and, and so I treated the horse uh, in that fashion, and I would loop it down to have a smaller smaller coil. I liked the smaller coil because it's more, it would help me, it would show me where the horse had some sensitivity as I would move over the horse and so know where there might be some issue in the movement or what's what's going on in the horse. Sensitivity is what I would would look for. It, it, works, it works on the same premise as an MRI. An MRI puts a constant signal into the body, stimulates the molecules and mitochondria of the area and it comes back as a picture. With us, it comes back as a reverberation. So it's very beneficial to help you find areas of sensitivity uh, on the horse. We don't diagnose, we don't deal with any other issues, but it, we like to know uh, where things are and, and what's happening with the horse. And uh, that was Elaine calling in. I don't know if she will, we're about out of time. So uh, at any rate, that was a great question on, the, uh, on how that works uh, with the horse. Any more? We're running out, of, we're getting close on time. Anything else? Okay. Well, let's, oh, let me see here. I think maybe so I did have one, uh, one message. Let me, let me make this. This will be our last one because they, they uh, Lisa called. I think I did that wrong. So let me, let me hit this and then let me end. Okay, now let's do it one more time. Here's the number. Okay, so here we go. We're going to talk to Lisa. Let's see if we get uh, Lisa on the phone here. Another question? Hello. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for answering my questions this morning. I uh, just received my Semi-5 a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I've been treating a lot of horses and people. And great. I've been really enjoying it myself, too, because... I had a broken back February 4th, and that's cool. what introduced me to the whole technology. Well, great. I hope you're feeling better. Not great that you broke your back, but great that you, <laughs> you're feeling better exactly. and things are going well. Uh, well, good. Well, it, I've recovered very, very, very well. Thank you for this technology because um, I give it a lot of credit for my speedy recovery. I, uh, my, my sacrum was broken in half diagonally. And my L4 and my L5 also had compression fractures in it, and so I was in bed for two weeks. Oh my! And at my and then at my six-week mark, I went to Phoenix and I got treated with um, the Maya, uh -huh. my Penny Stewart down there, right. and she was wonderful. I got eight sessions from her, and after the second session, I threw away my walker and my back brace. I felt like I could be stable and strong. Isn't and it was incredible. wonderful, and it's been all uphill and wonderful, great recovery since then. Well, so. wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. that. That's always exciting when someone has that experience, is that type of relief and success uh, utilizing equipment. Did, did you have another question I can answer for you? Um, well, um, you know, I'll be treating horses primarily, and I know uh -huh. you've got a lot of um, experience in the field with that. Um, I have a horse, a friend of mine has a horse that has a split hoof really bad. Mm -hmm. It's gone up all the way to the cornet band. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, she's reluctant to pay for treatment, but I feel so badly for the horse that I really 
um, you know, want to do the best by it that I can. And so, you know, would you recommend the um, butterfly around the fetlock? He's got hardware in his hoof, okay. like all the way up to the coronet band. Uh -huh. The, um, the, um... I think the butterfly, the with, the, with the split in the hoof, I think the butterfly would be very beneficial. Certainly the paddle could be, uh, if you're using the paddle can, can from the bottom up, but you, I would, I would place the butterfly around the hoof. And okay, he has hardware in the hoof. That's that, the only thing. That's that okay. That that should about. not make a difference. If it okay. irritates him, he will not let you do it. Okay. So if the hardware is implanted in such a fashion that utilizing the machine uh, makes him uncomfortable, uh, he won't let you do it. He'll step away. But if you put it on there and put it at the start, certainly at a lower setting, and treat. Uh, with the with the butterfly on the hoof, then as you know, you can lift front hoof, back hind, back hind. Okay, well you could lift that as well, uh, put the uh, and and go from the bottom with the butterfly into the hoof. But really, uh, the, another way to do it would be to use the large loop, put it on the ground, put the hoof in the center of the loop, turn the machine all the way on five, and and treat from that. From that situation, he won't feel a thing, but you'll be putting energy into the hoof, which will help the the, the healing of the of the wall and and help heal over where the, where the split is. It it can aid okay. that process along most surely. I wouldn't worry about the the metal again if it's uncomfortable. He won't let you let you do it. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Send an email okay. to support at MagnaWave PEMF, and we'll get you some gear. Okay, thanks. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Great question uh, as how to approach uh, an issue like that. And that's the same thing on, on whether you're treating a small animal, a dog, a person. You just approach it in that fashion. Uh, caution, or not caution, but, but just be uh, approach it in a, in a soft manner and then uh, build up from there. And, and you should be in good shape. Uh, we are just about out of time. Was there another question that came up or anything? We're good. All right. Well, listen, thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure if you're watching the Derby this week or following the Derby, uh, Magnolia was sponsoring Win, Win, Win and um, uh, with Julian Pimentel uh, as the jockey. And uh, the trainer is Mike Trombetta. And so we're excited to be working with them. And uh, we're hoping for a very successful derby. There's a lot of horses in the derby that are receiving uh, MagnaWave treatments. A lot of horses in the derby receiving uh, PEMF treatments. It'll be very interesting. At some point, I'll be able to pinpoint how many of the 20 horses are uh, receiving or how many of the trainers are utilizing uh, our type of therapy uh, for their horses uh, in the race. We're working with this particular horse, not exclusively, but we're working with this horse as a sponsor and we're excited about that. So enjoy the Derby. Have a great week. A lot of stuff going on. It gets really busy for us the next few days, but uh, we're excited about that. Have a great week. Wave on to better health in your animals and your body and have a great week. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.